Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical lead or a practice manager and your primary care network to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to deliver some of your projects and network-based services, I would absolutely love to help you. So come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hi and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk you through my preparation to meet with my business coach, how I am being like more laser focused with my time. And I wanted to talk you through a really good team meeting that I recently had. So it is Friday when I'm recording this and I'm meeting with my business coach on Monday. So in preparation for that, I have listed out all of what's happened, essentially my wins and any areas that have not gone so well. So I've listed out the things that have happened and gone really well. And there were two things that happened in the past three weeks, which did not go well. If I had not have written out that list... I would just focus on those two things versus the the 11 things that did go well. And in one of those two instances where I, things didn't go my way, I, I messaged my coach and was like, this has, this has happened. Oh my God, what I'm going to do. And she said to me, Tara, you've been in this game long enough. What have you, know, what have you learned? Were the comments justified? And then move on. <laughs> like she's no nonsense and that's why I love her. And do you know what? I did exactly that. And then I moved on and I wanted to share that with you because if you are in a leadership position, I mean, I, I talk about leaders. If you are, if you work, regardless of your position in the hierarchy, but I talk about leaders just because I'm speaking from my perspective, things come up, things don't go your way and you just have to move on. I did think it's like, there is a book called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. And I love that book. And that book beautifully highlights. It's just never ending. It is one long game of Candy Crush. There is no end. <laughs> you just win levels. Sometimes you get stuck on a level. Sometimes you get so stuck, you put it down and you don't return to it for ages. Some levels are hard. Some levels are easy. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. Sometimes you get a client. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you find the perfect team member. Next minute they leave. It is just up and down, up and down, swings and roundabouts. Even though that advice, uh, she's probably, I can't even remember in the tone of voice that she said it, but she did say, you know, like, and move on. And I think we all just need to do that. Learn the lesson and just move on. So that's my tough talking for you today. (laughs) If it didn't go right, put it into context over your past week, over your past two weeks, over your month. I mean, if you've got 11 losses and two wins, depending on how big those wins are, we probably have to have a different conversation. But this is in the conversation of let's not 
overreact and shine a gigantic spotlight on two areas when you've had 11 successes. The next thing I wanted to talk to you about is just how I am prioritising my time. So we're in our second national lockdown. I'm not going to keep going on about it on the podcast because there are there are better places for you to go <laughs> and listen to that. But I will acknowledge it here and there because that is the world we're all living in at the moment. And life is busy and I am so grateful. I really, really am. And I've got a big smile on my face. Um, I'll never complain about being busy again. Like I'm just so happy, so happy for the work, so grateful to be needed. That being said, it means I've got to really focus my time because I really, at the moment, have to focus on what is most important. Those are my current clients, potential clients, my team and existing projects. If people want to contact me to pick my brains, I I don't have time for that at the moment. If I want to do something brand new, I'll have a bright idea. It's a no, it's it's not now. I've got my strategic priorities. I need to prioritise my clients and just be there as much as I possibly can in this difficult time because life is going to get very busy for them. I'm there, whatever they need, and we'll move things around to prioritise current clients, potential clients, because we're a business, we've still got to grow, we still want to win new clients, we still want to help. Anything else is a no, not now. And I've had a really good week. I had to move some meetings, had to uh, cancel some meetings, which I hate to do and uh, push them back. And as much as I hate to do that, I've had a really good week because I have managed to do what matters most. And I I shouldn't apologise for that. And then when I do get round to meeting with those people where I've pushed the meetings back, they will have my full attention, my full energy and my excitement versus me thinking, oh, I, get, you know, I just want to get it, get on, get in and get out of this call as quickly as possible because I've got other things, you know, screaming at me to do. So sometimes you need to say no to focus, work out what is most important for you, prioritise that, laser focus and keep looking forwards. Okay, the meat of this podcast is I had an excellent, excellent team meeting and I'm not going to lie, I was tempted to cancel it because it fell on a day where I I literally had back-to-back meetings. But we had the meeting and I'm so glad we did. It was so good. And the reason why it was so good, A, when we come together, it's always good. But we used a tool called the Strengths Deployment Inventory. Valentina has recently joined the team. Amazing. And when people come into the team, new people come into the team, the SDI is a really nice bonding exercise. It helps us understand our communication styles, what motivates us and how we currently operate as a team and where we want to move to operating as a team. And I absolutely love it. I'm a trained facilitator. The tool is called the Strengths Deployment Inventory, otherwise known as SDI. And it comes from the company Core Strengths. I'm going to try to um, explain this as simply as I can, because there's lots of visual aids to it. But obviously, we don't get that because you're listening on a podcast. So essentially, we use the tool to help generate conversations, to develop more self-awareness, help us operate better as a team, create meaningful relationships, manage conflict and just help us to be more effective. It is a tool. What I've really learned is that you have to bring the mindset 
along with the tool. You need a positive mindset. Otherwise, the tool, it, the tool is, um, is useless because if you come to the conversation thinking, well, this is crap. I don't want to do it. I don't want to play. I'm perfect. They're not. They need to change. It's not going to work. So you have to come with a positive mindset. And luckily, my team always do. So the SDI, the Strengths Deployment Inventory, is a self-assessment which helps us identify our primary motives, which fall into three broad categories. Our primary motive may be that we're very people-orientated, really wanting to support and help others and really concerned about others' welfare and well-being, just making sure that they are okay. The analogy we use for people that have got a a very blue MVS, a very people-driven MVS, is the ambulance. They're our caretakers. Another primary motive may be that we're very performance-driven. We want to achieve results. We are competitive. We want to know what's in it for us. What is the outcome? What are the objectives? What is the job we need to get done and by when? The analogy we use is they are a snowplow. They are our driving force, clearing the way and helping us to get to where we need to go. That primary motive on the triangle is red. So you might have a very red MVS. And MVS stands for Motivational Value System. We may have a very green MVS, which means we are, we're all about the process. We like to establish order. People with a green MVS are deep thinkers and they like their independence, they're practical and believe in fairness. And the, I say the, it's not the analogy, the kind of the picture associated with a green MVS is a submarine, deep thinkers. Now, within those three primary motives, people, blue, performance, red, green process, we may be, we are a mixture of all of them, but one will come out dominant. If you do not come out dominant in every area, you are a hub MVS. So you're in the middle. I am a hub MVS and we are motivated by flexibility. We We like to adapt to others in particular situations. We have a strong desire to collaborate with others and we remain open to different viewpoints and options. We like to bring people together. I am a hub. Now, this is a self-assessment. It doesn't mean we're any good at it. It just means that's what motivates us. That's what drives our behaviours. Along with being a hub, you you may be a mixture of red-blue. You may be a mixture of green, red, you may be a mixture of green, blue. But the thing I want you to take away is that there are three primary motives, people, performance and process. And when you know what you are, and there is lots of literature around and giving you a really detailed description of that, it's really helpful. Some of the things may resonate, but a lot of it does tend to resonate with people. And it's a really good starting point to think, oh, okay, that's why I may act in a certain way, or that's why I respond well to this and negatively to that. So in our team meeting, we went through that. Katie's been through it before, but we went through that again because now we've got Valentina and Katie's green blue. I am hub with a little bit kind of going into the red and Valentina is hub kind of going into the green blue. So we are not too far away from each other, but we are not like birds of a feather that flock together. We're not all exactly the same. So our dots on the triangle, there is space between them. 
So we talked about that and that was really helpful and really insightful. And then we went on to to help bring it to life a little bit. We I asked a couple of questions and those questions were, what is a meaningful compliment to you? So we all shared what a meaningful compliment to us. And as a, and as kind of the boss is really, really, really helpful, really, really helpful. And we gave some really good examples and it gave us an insight into our personalities, our preferences, had a bit of a giggle and it was just, it was really, really nice. So without the, you don't need this tool. It's a really nice discussion piece. What does a meaningful compliment look like to you? So we did that. We also discussed what triggers us into conflict. So we also looked at our conflict sequence. So essentially where we go when we're not in our happy place. Um, I go green. So then I go into the process. I want to be left alone. I'm a deep thinker. Um, Katie moves into the hub and Valentina goes green. And that, that was really helpful. And it was like, what would happen at work for for us to send each other into conflict or for us to go into conflict and we had some fantastic fantastic discussion about that as well so you know we're a small team and we've had it in the past we have had conflict in the past and how we've managed that and I think we've managed it really really well and I spoke to Katie before this and said are you happy for me to give some examples and Katie is blue green and I I think I'd asked her when she very first started how she likes to be communicated to very few people do to be fair so I don't think Katie's not unique in this but um, I'm not going to put her on the spot if I've got something to speak to her about I will message her and then say let me know when you're ready to discuss and she will come back to me and that works really really well and we had a conversation where I wanted to talk to Katie about diversity and the work that we're doing around the scholarship and I just wanted to get her thoughts and views um, I know that she supports me but I just wanted to you know we're a team and that we I, sh- I should have discussed it with her before going right we're going to do the scholarship we're going to do this we're going to do that and um, I'd really prepared for that conversation and in the past Katie's given me feedback which I've asked for where she says Tara you you want us to speak but sometimes you don't give us the time to respond so knowing that she gave me that feedback knowing how she likes to communicate when we had that meeting I invited her around we sat in the garden when we could uh, had a nice lunch and we spoke and I really you know zipped it and didn't you know, didn't try to keep talking and gave her the space to respond. And we had just the best conversation. So the strengths deployment inventory really is a powerful tool to help us understand and facilitate conversations about how we like to be communicated to what would piss us off. And it's never with an intention. But when you don't know, if you don't ask, we can't be surprised when we find ourselves into sticky waters. So It was really, really good. And I think we all felt like warm and fuzzy afterwards. And do you know, the the trick is actually with all of these tools, whether you use Myers-Briggs, whether you use Belbin, you need to use them before you really, really need them. It's really hard to have these conversations whilst you're in conflict. Um, I'm facilitating with a general practice. They are, there is deep, deep conflict there. And we're introducing this tool and it does work. 
but it's so much better. It's like prevention is better than cure, right? And I've used it with a client, Joanna, and she said, the SDI tool makes me care about how we communicate. So if you can start to do this when things are relatively good, um, it stops it from hopefully derailing. But introducing this when you're in the depths of despair is, um, is not ideal. Trying to deal with anything in the depths of despair is not ideal. Um, so I would say if you're listening to this and you think, well, we operate really well as a team, this is the perfect time to use it. OK, this is a really good time because there is a lightheartedness around um, something which could be feel quite exposing and quite difficult if the times are challenging. And then we also spoke about how we'd manage conflict in the team before and what it feels like when you're such a small team. And one of the things which I will share what triggers me is when people don't speak up when they I feel like I've given them the opportunity to. I need to make sure I give people enough time to respond. But that A, I I shared with the team, it really made me sad to feel that they were in conflict and they were sitting on it for weeks, even worse months. I would feel sad and I would also feel angry because I think, why would you, why did you not say it? So me sharing that, it doesn't mean that they will come to me at a drop of a hat if there's anything wrong, but it lets them know I really want to know if you are unhappy for whatever reason. If I don't articulate that, how are they on earth supposed to know? So if you've got something that triggers you, if there is something that is not related to um, a particular person, but if there's something that makes you think, it really annoys me when I set up systems and processes and people just don't follow them. I've worked so hard and spent so much time trying to develop this and people just can't be bothered. You know, like we to know that about our colleagues is really, really important. It can alleviate so much pressure, um, so much tension. And then we also talked about how we approached each other when that person is in conflict. And we, we had some examples where how we approached each other. And the other day, I could tell Valentina was feeling like she's very smiley, very energetic, got lovely positive energy about her. And she was a little, she seemed a little bit off. So I just texted her and was like, is everything okay? I did. And it was outside of work. She'd just finished. I thought, I just, I don't want to put her on the spot. I don't want to phone her. And I did say sometimes if I want to approach you, but maybe um, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot. I may message you. I may send you a WhatsApp. I may send you a text. I may send you an email just to give you a heads up or let you know what I'm thinking. And I'm not doing that because I'm hiding behind the tech. I'm not sending an email because I'm too lazy to call. I'm just, I want you to know that I'm thinking of you or just want to give you a heads up. So when you share with you, share with each other, your communication styles, it's really, really important. And it just makes it so much easier. You just know each other. You know each you know each other's little quirks. So I know that Katie likes she set up systems and processes. And sometimes I'll say, Katie, could you send me this over? And she'll be like, oh. she'll say, Yeah, no problem. I know I've sent that over to you. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I know. And I think we can make a joke of it. And sometimes well, now I say, Katie, I know you've sent it to me. Can you please send it again? I'm so sorry. Um and we talked about we can do that now as a small team. As our team grows bigger, that we may not be able to do that. I can't be surprised if Katie gets annoyed if, you know, there's loads of us, there's loads of projects and I'm asking her to send me things because I, if I can't be bothered to do it, go and do it myself. <laughs> this is the truth. Um, but when you know these things about each other, 
You, when you have the conversation, when you're not in the conflict, it's so much easier. So I hope this makes sense. That was why we had a really good team meeting. We use the Strengths Deployment Infantry. If you would like your team to have the Strengths Deployment Infantry, I highly recommend it. I know a fantastic facilitator, yours truly, and I would love to take you through it. The key to this, you need to keep building on it. And I did say in our next team meeting, we'll have like the day-to-day work, a little bit of SDI, and we'll keep building on it. There's so much to this. There's so many layers and there's so many aspects to it. But that is, that's the nuts and bolts. But we will look and we will go deeper. Um, And it's a really good tool to use in appraisals. And when you do hit that conflict, it's a re- there are loads of tools and exercises for you to get yourself out of that conflict and listen in a way and look at your strengths, look at your overdone strengths. That's what we need to do. Look at our, what we're really good at and but too much of anything can lead to less desirable results. So we'll look at that. So, and I will, if it's okay with you, I'll keep sharing with you what we are learning about ourselves as a team. So I'm going to stop. Um, I've had a really good week this week. I really, really have. Um, I'm wishing you a good week, a good weekend, whenever you're listening to this. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what you hear, it would be great if you could give us a shout out on social media. You can find me on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram again at THC Primary Care or on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you really like it, it would be great if you left us an iTunes five star rating and review. And I will see you in the next episode.